What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. My name is Harrison Gilming, Director of Worship Arts around here, sitting down today with Jeff Cook, Community Pastor. That is right. This is this is episode 88 of the Ask LFC podcast. We are uh, 12 away from 100, which feels significant. I might buy a cake or something. Yeah. When did you get the new music? Uh, I don't know. We've been kicking that for a little while here. I dig that. Yeah, it's good. When you get good uh, intro music to start you off, <clears throat> it really kind of sets the stage well it really to succeed. Does. It's so. like snacks at a meeting. It, <laughs> it is like snacks at a meeting. Um, we had a meeting not long ago where we uh, Lake Forest Westlake was in charge of the snacks, and uh, and they must have known if we're in charge of the snacks, we got to bring it because it was mm. it was good. There was nice. like nitro brew coffee and cans and stuff. And wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty sweet. So anyways, um, hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit here uh on the podcast about uh some stuff related to wisdom and your social media stuff and what you're putting out there, what you're reacting to, what you're saying, all that. But uh first wanted to uh, touch up on a couple little things that are coming up. So the first one, Jeff, that you are deeply involved in putting together probably the handful of Sundays for you, other than preaching, that have the most, uh, you know, ins and outs that you directly manage uh, is a Sunday that's coming up on July 10th. Will you tell us yes, about sir. what that is? Uh, so that is Baptism Sunday, otherwise known as Ministry Partner Sunday otherwise known as Family Party Day. Mm. Um, so we, and this is actually, we don't normally do this in July. Uh, the way Easter fell and kind of coming out of COVID, we decided it made sense to do this July 10th. Uh, but it, this is when people are getting baptized and, and joining the church and kind of putting a flag down to say, this is my place and these are my people. Can you describe the process if there are some folks listening to this who uh, are not in the category of ministry partners and who know what that is, but what is the what is the nutshell version you talk about becoming a ministry partner? Sure. How, how does that happen and what is the importance of that for us here? Yeah. Uh, so starting with the term, uh, almost every other church will call this a member. We on purpose uh, choose to say ministry partner because member implies privileges uh, partnership implies responsibility, right? And basically what we're doing is inviting people to be part of our spiritual family, uh, which means that we are all doing ministry together. Now, some of us get to be here some tens of hours a week, um, and some of us only get to be here a couple of hours, but it doesn't change the fact that we are all doing God's work in partnership with each other. And so the, the way the process kind of looks, we have a three-session class we call Welcome 101, um, and we talk about, you know, what we believe theologically. We kind of lay that on the table. We talk about what it looks like to grow spiritually and live in community and be cared for here at Lake Forest. And then we share God stories with each other. Um, the, the final step in the process uh, from that end is once, we've, once you've completed the class, uh, either my, usually it's me, but either myself or Cami Howard will sit down with you individually and just talk through uh, very simply like, hey, did you have any questions I can answer? And what is a tentative plan for one place you're going to be known and loved here at Lake Forest and one place you're going to be pouring into others? Uh, we believe that's the healthiest spiritual model is to have both of those a part of it. And so 
everyone who takes the class, whether or not they decide they want to become ministry partners, by the end of that process, you have tailor-made for you a clear picture of what it would look like to step deeper in community. And then from there, uh, those folks who've gone through Welcome 101 have an opportunity to uh, come up onto the stage uh, to kind of have a little bit of a ceremony where they really uh, more officially and in front of the body of the church are are becoming ministry partners and they're celebrated and prayed for and, and all that. It's our, it's our chance to kind of introduce them as new members of the family. Sure. Um, and what I always think is funny is it is, I mean, it is the, the churchiest sounding thing that we actually do yeah. are the ministry partner vows. Uh, but that day in particular, in part, cause there's a million moving parts. Uh, but in part, cause it's just the, the nature and feel of the day is like the least produced feel and day. Um, I, I believe in the value of excellence and really want to do things well. And we work hard to make that happen. You do a lot to make that happen. Uh, but those days are just nice. Cause it reminds me, like we're just a bunch of Jesus followers that yeah. are like hanging out together. One of my favorite memories from one of those days, uh, a guy uh, who's played on and off over the years in our band named Heath, uh, his family, uh, he brought his, his kids to be baptized and uh, his youngest one at the time was just a, a toddler. And uh, after Mike had done the, sign on his forehead and baptized him with the water. The bowl was right in front of him and you can see it on video. He's just looking at the bowl and he's kind of smiling. And after a couple of seconds, he just walks forward and grabs a full handful of it and just douses himself in the face <laughs> just with the biggest smile, <laughs> like need more holiness or something. I don't know. But yeah, to your point, it is, it is always, it feels like there's always something like that, uh, unexpected that happens on, on that day. So it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Hey, let's get into it. Um, Jeff, this, this was, uh, when I asked, Hey, is there something that you would be interested in kicking around and sharing on the podcast? Your brain immediately jumped somewhere. So uh, why don't you start us off into that and tell, sure. tell me what you're thinking? Well, so here's what was interesting. Um, the thing that made me think of it is I was, I'm trying to spend some time uh, setting up. I'm preaching not this Sunday, but next Sunday, working on the sermon. Um, and so one of the things that I usually do is I try and get my brain in that mode. And I did something I've never done before this morning. I already, I've identified the passage and really I know where I'm going with it. Um, but in asking the Holy spirit to reveal other things, I just, I, a lot of times I'll listen to other people's sermons on those things or read blogs or articles or books or whatever, and just see what God would pull out. Yep. But I, I, so I search and I'm like, spoiler, I'm preaching on James one 22 through 29, uh, actually 27. And, um, and so I went to TikTok and I put in James one 22 through 27 hit search and started getting all of these one to three minute soundbite thoughts hmm. on that. Now, and really the majority of what I found was people actually reading it, but even people reading it there, you got this one's reading new King James, this one's reading NAS, this one's reading NIV. And I, and I actually, one of the points that I think I'm really going to run with happened because I heard other people reading different versions to music and God kind of showed me something. Um, and so I say that only to say 
that um, social media is an incredibly powerful tool, much like money, right? We always talk about money and how powerful it is to, to give you the impression, uh, an impression of the world based on what you have or don't. Social media is similarly powerful, um, but it's not bad, right? There's, it, it gets a lot of bad press, um, and I'm guilty of that for sure. And the different platforms have their hangups and things you have to kind of be careful of. But if you choose to use it as a tool in your spiritual walk, it's actually useful. Hmm. Like it is, it has been a, a helpful place. So just to give uh, two examples, Facebook for me serves as a really great place for me to share what God has shown me. So like writing little devotionals or sharing things that I've read and interacting with people. Um, now, as with everything, not everyone's going to agree with everything. And there is always an element of remembering, like I serve Jesus online just as much as I do in real life. Um, and I need to, to remember that. But I've really, I've had the opportunity to grow and develop in that kind of way. Um, mm -hmm. Different. So jumping back to TikTok, uh, something that, that I, even beyond what I did this morning, have appreciated is because it is a place where people express their views and thoughts. Uh, I can search a particular topic that I may have interest in, um, spiritual ones, and then just see like what has God done or not done in other people. And in my experience, you always need discernment. Like I'm not telling you to look to TikTok for instructions on life, please. <laughs> but uh, but the Holy Spirit can use whatever, and I have found it to be something where God has actually spoken to me plenty of times, just by using that as a part of my devotional life. Yeah. I mean, what I, what I think about when you're talking is, um, a really, <clears throat> a guy who talks a lot about, uh, idols in our lives is, is Tim Keller. He has some of the, the best thoughts on what it means to have idols. And, and one thing that he said, I think that's <clears throat> really helpful has helped me a lot in my life has helped me talking with my kids is, this idea of when a, a good thing becomes the ultimate thing or when, when, mm. you know, I've talked I'll, I'll actually a lot with my kids about this, about habits and things where it's like, look, there's, there's nothing wrong with whatever the thing is itself. The, the thing is not bad. The thing can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you're using it. It's just a tool at that point. Um, so I, I mean, we all know, like the plethora of, of awful ways that we can use mm -hmm. <laughs> social media, um, the ways that, that it is, uh, hurtful and ugly and can paint you in a bad light. So I, I guess I'd be curious to dig in a little bit more rather than going into all that and the don't <clears throat> do this, mm -hmm. don't do that because I feel like we've done that more often. I guess I'd be more curious to pick your brain of saying, how have you found ways to use that sure. positively and yep. to, and to keep it away from the areas where it's going to be something that's getting you to a more negative place, a more harmful place spiritually, or even just to a point of distraction in an unhealthy yep. way. Um, so a couple of things that, that I just, I practice, these are things I do personally. Um, one, I put boundaries around time that I will spend engaged because I like, I know what it is to fall into a click hole. 
Um, and so I allow myself to engage in that at various points. I oftentimes, quite honestly, I oftentimes do use social media during devotional time. It's not the only thing I'm using, but it is a part of that for me. Um, it's also, uh, something where I always, I just remember the power of the algorithm, right? That, that it mm. is designed, whatever platform it is, it's designed to be an echo chamber that keeps me engaged, which means it's either going to show me things that tell me I'm right or make me so angry that I want to complain. Um, and so I just, I keep a good awareness that the main feed of whatever it is I'm checking out does not actually represent the whole of life hmm. in any kind of way. Um, but learning the tools for each thing that you can do. So uh, what where Facebook has become really useful for me, nothing to do with the news feed, there is, is groups, right? Private groups. Um, we, so uh, there's one, my wife is a part of a, a group that's, um, you know, parents of big families, right? And so she gets to enjoy community hmm. with similar folks all around the globe. And, and some of it's silly and funny and some of it's heartfelt and useful. And, and so community very clearly has a place in our spiritual life as followers of Jesus. And so identifying, you know, if I have a particular struggle that I'm trying to walk through and I want to know, like, how do other people who follow Jesus bring him in to this? I can search for a group. And, and it's, there's an, a bit of an anonymity to it all hmm. that really, I think, helps people to feel open to share things that they might not share in a person-to-person conversation. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, there's some things that, for better or worse now, whatever that means for us moving forward, that pe- people feel much more comfortable sharing uh, online mm-hmm. feels less threatening which again, talking about the negative, one thing that we've talked about, I think on this podcast before, as we've talked just about wisdom in what you're posting, particularly like what you're choosing to put out there in a post or a comment or anything is you might as well picture yourself standing on the stage of, uh, our church or whatever in uh, outdoor stage in downtown Huntersville and just yelling those words into a megaphone because Mm -hmm. it's that, uh, it's that public, but for some reason our brains, uh, we it's, don't, I've had a theory for many years now. I actually tried to do a Ted talk on this and they did not want my idea. Um, <laughs> that, that there is a correlation between what happens in road rage and what happens on social media. Hmm. Um, and I won't do this here, but it's even related to one of the processes that happens in adolescent development called the, uh, imaginary audience which is the thing that we all go through. Mm. And instead of an imaginary audience, it's actually just an artificial audience. Um, but yes, I, there are things could like, so there are people that I know in real life that I see. Uh, and if all I knew of them was what they share, I would miss quite honestly, some of the most beautiful parts of who they are, because that just doesn't seem to be what comes out in that environment. It feels like a a situation where it's like it's just another area that we uh, have to make a conscious decision all the time to hand this over. It's like there are some areas that we know like, oh, when I'm when I'm uh, with my spouse, my kids, I want to be a good 
spouse, a great parent. I'm going to give, I'm going to give those areas of my life over to God. I'm going to ask him constantly to move in those areas when I'm at work and the things that I'm doing, I'm going to pray on my way in say, God be in charge of this. But it feels like there's a way that because maybe because it's just so recreational or offhand Mm -hmm. that it's an area that we don't often approach like that. It'd be interesting as you pick up your phone to whatever from time to time, just say, uh, you know, God, whatever's, whatever's true, noble, right. help me focus on those things, Mm -hmm. even in this, as I engage in all that, but it's hard to take that seriously. Sometimes I guess maybe I had a kind of a, a changing experience. So years ago, um, I wrote a thing that got real popular and kind of blew up on social media. And as a byproduct of that, and it was, about a person and really honestly I wrote it to myself I wrote because I write to help me think and I threw it up online for fun like I never intended what happened Um, but having interactions with people about a topic and it was about a little bit about being uh, a white guy in perspective uh, in America and a lot of people have strong feelings about that and so I got a lot of uh, some really positive and awesome some like just angry. Yeah. Uh, but I remember one in particular um, and really what it addressed was the con I didn't say it, but the concept of white privilege um, and how I see that and experience that. And, and some people, you say that word, they bristle, they get angry, they get frustrated. And before this experience, I always just chalk that up to like, why? Like, what do you, you know? Um, but this, I was back and forth with someone. And at this point I had started doing radio interviews over this thing. Um, and part of the thing that people always said was that I, I was a Christian and I was in ministry. So I, to your point, I started being real intentional with how I interacted with people, recognizing that whether I want to or not, I'm mm-hmm. representing Jesus here. Um, and I had this one interaction with someone who's so mad and, and I found out, like I discovered her main point was I, I work three jobs to support my kids Like I never sleep. I give all my money to bills and we're barely making it. Please don't tell me that my life is easy because I'm white. And I all of a sudden realized that, that it's not at all that she was offended by the idea. It was that it was something personal to her, right? That that she had her own uh, hurt. And so what ended up happening, like my position didn't change. It was refined. Hmm. And, And if I'm intentional, about how I engage those things over time, it, my my viewpoints, like I get a chance to interact with people or even I do this on TikTok sometimes on certain issues. I'll, I'll intentionally listen to uh, like a bunch of atheists, right? Because it allows me a window, small window, and fact check everything, but like just into the experiences of other people. And so if I go in there wanting to learn their experience, not wanting to prove mine right, there's a lot that I can really grow in. I think another thing that you and I have talked about, Jeff, that is a smart thing just to think about in the back of your mind as it comes to approaching uh, particularly the side of things about like what you want to say and what you want to throw out there. There's times where where it's hard because it's like, you know, uh, just a, a handful of weeks ago, Pastor Mike talked about uh, upsetting the right people, right? And it's like, uh, where do you start putting things out there that you know are going to hit people different ways? Um, 
I think it's always helpful to think about the idea that uh, even not even for a regular person, not us, we're we're, we're in in ministry. It's a little bit different, but like when you when you throw something out, um, you kind of have to be ready to pretend like I'm hosting a party and everything that's going on down in these comments below me, I better have the time and the brain capacity to be able to sift through it. If a couple people are getting hurt feelings at each other, you're like, Hey Brenda. Hey Steve. I know both you guys, you don't know each other. You're both good people. (laughs) Let's all chill out. Like, so there's an aspect of it also where it's like you can't just light the fuse and and walk away because part of your right. part of your job, as weird as it sounds, when if you want to go there and get into some of that stuff, you kind of have to be willing to uh, to go all the way there because that that's your little party you just you just threw yeah. and you gotta at least make sure people are keeping it civil on there because it can kind of turn into a, it it, it can kind of be a reflection on you a little bit if you don't stay involved in it, I guess. I don't know. Number one reason that I don't share a lot of things. Uh, I will give you a life hack. Um, So memes, right? Typically sarcastic and biting. Um, And I, I find them funny if we're just being honest, but I don't want to share them. Because I recognize that a lot of times people will think I'm trying to make a point and I'm not. And then I got to do all that stuff. So I literally have a folder in my phone called things I wish I could post. <laughs> and what I That's do, the, I actually go through the action of saving it to my phone. And as crazy as it is, that is satisfying. Hmm. Um, and I don't have to manage the interactions that people have with it. Um, I'm going to have to delete that folder at some time soon. Nah. But... <laughs> but, uh, so, it, and it really does help now. I, if I can shift us, uh, a little bit. So one of the things that we've really started doing in our community a little more like social media is great. And to try and use that spiritually is great. Um, there's also tools that are uniquely and intentionally spiritual that are taking on elements of social media. Um, and so some of you know this, we've been doing this for, I guess, six or seven months now. Um, but we use the U version Bible app, um, which is one of these things where they kind of grew it up to a place where it acts as a social network. You can friend people, you can get notifications send messages. Uh, you can let people see the things you highlight or bookmark. You can write notes on different verses and send that there. Um, and they give the ability to do reading plans. There's a ton of reading plans. I'm, I'm literally on a waiting list to find out when they will take new applications for, for contributors hmm. and they don't pay for any of this stuff. Like, so there is my, my point in saying that there is a depth of resources there, but so we've been using those reading plans, various ones I've been picking out, um, as our Bible reading as a church together. Uh, right now, there's about 120 of us that, that are doing it. And we are even, uh, so we're pulling this one step further into the fold. Interestingly enough, also on July 10th uh, with our, our summer series. Um, so we do a thing that some of you will probably recognize called a soap journal. And it's where we just decide, hey, for this series, because we're walking through a book, 
we just want to intentionally read through the book as a whole, like as a community outside of Sunday morning and engage with it. Um, so what we're going to do this time, just as a, an experiment to see how it goes, is rather than create a soap journal, um, I've actually found a reading plan. It's about the right length of time. It's good, like gives you something to read uh, even beyond just the scripture and a nice devotional and all that stuff. And we're going to try and orchestrate it to get as many people as, as want to, uh, to friend me on version. And we're all going to do this reading plan together. Um, the, the way it falls in for me is that's a part of my devotional time. Uh, every morning I get to read with, with about 120 other Lake Forest folks, whatever the reading is for the day. And I get to see their reactions because you can actually post hmm. comments and reactions. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited to see if we can't take the community aspect of reading the Bible together through a soap journal and give real time daily opportunities to interact with other people. And, and like I kind of was commenting on before, learn from other people and how God speaks to them on a specific passage. Yeah. We're going to be inviting uh, everybody throughout the month of <clears throat> July to jump in and participate with us in that and uh, just try on uh, another another habit of it, uh, the thing I love most about what they do with the Bible app. If you go to the app store, you can literally just type in Bible. It's the main one that comes up yeah. um, is this idea of that we've been talking about this whole time of uh, God, God can redeem a lot of things. Uh, and even the, it's, it's discouraging when you look at the amount of times we touch our phones every day and the amount of times we unlock them, pick them up, all that stuff. Like it's, it's, it's a little <laughs> like sad to think about, yeah. but it's this idea of, um, using something that we're already using, uh, and being more intentional about how we're using it and spending some time, uh, opening opening an app that's not our social media stuff hopping onto that bible app and using that as a way to help us to continue to grow spiritually so we we are going to encourage everybody to particularly through July and hopefully to continue on afterwards but just as a way to get us up and running together to uh be in community studying God's word together which is going to be pretty cool mm-hmm. so I just had a real time idea uh, umbrella of grace on air. Let's do it. Um, you can create memes using the verses. Like you can pick a verse yeah. and you can do whatever. Yes. What if every week we picked a day and we challenged people to make the coolest meme with it and then do something like give away a $5 defined to whoever wins. Yeah. And then we can kind of like, that might be another, another way that we could do a, a fun thing with scripture at the center. We got some good memers around here. So I'd be interested to see what hatches out. (laughs) I like it. Well, um, I guess, yeah, I'll leave with this. My other thought of encouragement that again, in real time processing, I will throw out there that I'm going to try. And if it's helpful to somebody else, it's already going to be helpful to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to attempt for a week. Uh, uh, We're actually about to talk here in just a couple Sundays. Uh, about the idea of a breath prayer, which is a 
uh, a started as a monastic uh, way of praying to say, how can we bring God into even the very breath that we're that we're breathing? And there are times where we can breathe prayers in and out as part of our actual breath. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt for uh, for a week here or so, and I'll re- I'll report back to you. Jeff, everyone else, you'll have to just imagine, or maybe you can try it and report to Jeff too. Uh, the act of just saying a quick prayer when I'm picking up my phone, just say, God, whatever's true, noble, right. And help me think on these things, mm-hmm. which is good. not the whole verse, but that's the quick version that sticks in my head Yeah, that I can say in a, in a short sentence, yep. uh, maybe as like a act of, uh, just focusing my brain to say, let me, let me use this time to think about good and right things not get mired down in the junk yeah that's a great idea all right i'm gonna try it i'm gonna try it nice good stuff hey uh thank you all for joining us on the podcast this week we're gonna be back next week uh with an opportunity to get to know our summer intern crew we got a good crop Of summer interns and uh, we want to get to let you know them a little bit and to hear just about another aspect of ministry life here around Lake Forest that happens behind the scenes a lot of times unnoticed and let you know uh, why we do it, why it's important, get a chance to hear from them a little bit. So uh, we will catch you next time on the Ask LC podcast. See you guys. See ya.